welcome to Astro Blast, episode 18. We're coming to you live from Red, Red Lobster. Lobster. Chris got it. I'm here. It's like you knew. It's like you knew we were sitting in a Red I Lobster. I did. It's like I knew I was in a Red Lobster. And I'm so happy to be here, and I love Red Lobster. It's one of my top favorite restaurants. Is it really? Um, I, I would say that I used to think that for sure. <laughs> used to think that. At the very least, I used to think it was my favorite restaurant. And then, I, actually, last time I went to Red Lobster, I, got, I felt, like, really, really bad after I ate the food. How long ago was it? It wasn't like I was food poisoned. It was just, like, the food is poison always, and I just had not eaten it in a long time. That right. was, like, five years ago, probably. I don't think I've ever had, like... This is going to sound so bitchy. I don't think I've ever had shitty seafood because oh I'm like... Oh, my God. I'm from Maine, so it's like... you go. I literally, last summer, I watched my mom reach into the beach water and grab a lobster out with her bare hands. And she was like, look. Like, it's like... Wow. There's been no opportunity for me to eat shitty seafood. And so today, I'm going to start that for the first time and see what happens. And your story just made me scared. It tastes great, though. <laughs> but it just makes you feel so bad. Okay, cool. I like worse than how I felt when we walked in and saw the tank full of live lobsters at the doorway. Uh, it will do to your stomach what that did to your mind. <laughs> Amazing. What my mind told me was that when you sin in this life, you come back as a live lobster in the tank at the entryway to a red lobster. Yeah. In the suburbs of Los Angeles. That's right. Uh, you might be wondering why are they doing this at Red Lobster, and the answer, uh, and the answer is um, I don't know. It, Red Lobster came up in one of the first few episodes. I don't remember what was. Yeah, said. there was definitely something about the podcast. I mean, it, it's if if you really want to know why we're doing this, listen back to maybe the first or second episode, and we cover it. Thanks. Thank uh, you. So the coconut shrimp have arrived. I made a note like after that episode, like future episode notes live from Red Lobster. And now it's been a couple months and we've circled around to that point in the timeline and I've forgotten why we did it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, who cares? We're here. Yes. So today we're starting with Jenny and I have got Sam Adams Oktoberfest. We're trying to stay on theme here. They're getting liquored up. We're really getting the Red Lobster experience. Jenny said that we should order a lobsterita, that Chris should get a virgin lobsterita, and I should get a regular one, but then I was told that they're, like... They're so very big. Awesome, thank you. Wait, so you've never had one of these? I've n Yeah, I've never been here in my life. All right, here you go. So, so right now, Jess is about to have a Cheddar Bay Biscuit for the first time in her oh, I think I've entire heard life. Of course you have. They're very famous. And she's biting into it. And hell she's yeah. chomping and she said, hell yeah. It tastes exactly like a guilty pleasure. There you go. A lobsterita just seems to be a really large margarita. Yeah. It's not, there's nothing like lobstery in it. You think there would be no. lobster in it? I have hopes. <laughs> Loaded lobster. I'm eating a cheddar bay biscuit. It's delicious. It's creamy. It's soft. It's hot. It's doughy. It's toasty and doughy it's at toasty. the same time. And um, we love it. Yes. And Chris and I both ordered, what was it called? The Ultimate Feast. The Ultimate Feast. It's what I get every time. Uh, my main inspiration for getting it, other than wanting to get an item that looked deeply Red Lobster-esque, was that there were, like, big crab legs. And I, um, a lot of mukbang shows up in my Instagram explorer. And I... Why? Because you always 
click it and look at it and watch it? I must have. I think I did it once and it flooded it and then I kept watching it and kept watching it and I'm now ashamed to admit that I, I really love it. I fucking love mukbang. Right. Sometimes I watch it before I eat just for fun and um, they eat a lot of crab legs so I decided wow. that I'm going to eat some crab legs for the first time tonight. Too. So mukbang is just people eating on video. Yeah, but they eat like particularly good looking food so you're like, yeah, you want to bang that plate of muck. Mm. Delicious. Um, so how are we oh, go ahead? No, go on. How are we tying this into astrology? <laughs> I'm, well, I'm I'm really excited to see. So we're going to talk about basically I think like we're absorbing a lot of info on this podcast because instead of just kind of like shooting out memes into the world and hoping that you get like the gist of stuff, I'm like trying to I'm trying to explain stuff in a more like constructive format, I guess for lack of a better word, and that ends up being just like absorbing a lot of info, and I, it also doesn't help when the student doesn't want to learn it, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's the fun of it. That's the challenge. <laughs> so I thought maybe we would take a break episode to just go over everything we've done so far. And oh. also, we've gotten some feedback. Oh, really? Just a little bit. Everyone's been so nice. We haven't had a single person drag this podcast. Really? Mm-hmm. Great. Now that I've said that, people are going to be chomping at the bit to be the first person to shit all over us. Don't shit on us. I'd be fine with it. Nice. But that's just because I'm into that. So the feedback was that I think people just want to hear more about their signs and stuff. And I get that because that's like the pleasure of the meme, of the astrology meme, is you get like instant acknowledgement for your sign and some trait about yourself. Yeah. And I want to take that feedback and this wonderful opportunity at Red Lobster this Tuesday evening to say that we'll get there and I you know I want people who listen to this and Chris also to be able to hear things about themselves that's the whole point of astrology is hearing I love to hear about myself Mm -hmm. the times I really perk up when we're doing the podcast is when you're talking about me oh yeah hell yeah and we're gonna do that for sure we're gonna get there but i just want to establish familiarity with the planets the signs and how natal chart works and the good news is we're almost all the way through that through the basics great i mean like you know almost there but one episode a week it's gonna take a little bit more time but we're like you know way more than halfway through oh wow so for review i thought we could use red lobster as the backdrop for what we project descriptions of the signs and planets onto to see where we're at. Red yeah. Red Lobster Zodiac, producer Jenny says. Red Lobster Zodiac. Pina colada sauce? This is coconut shrimp with pina colada sauce. That's disgusting. Does it taste like, pi- is that little pineapples in it? A little dried pineapple in it? It just tastes like sweet and coconutty. Mm, no, it tastes like pineapple. It's disgusting. <laughs> mm-hmm. I learned a fun fact about pineapple today. Oh, God. It was one of the last items found in John Bonet Ramsey's stomach in her autopsy. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> also, wow. Uh, and so I learned something new today. You should love this. You love like murder podcasts. And I love murder podcasts. And I already actually knew that. It's very it's up on my wall. Pineapple's also really good for sex. What do you mean? You fuck it? Well, you eat you it. You fuck it, sorry. You eat it and then your junk tastes good. Your junk? Your um your genital emissions. Oh my god, this is a red Man, this is a red lobster <laughs> And remember that? Um. <laughs> okay, so Chris Jess 
Is there anything about astrology that you've liked so far? No. Not a single thing. Mm, what do I like about it? I like um, when other people seem to get like excited uh, about it. Like I was uh, somewhere. I was like at a show and I was like talking to somebody I'd never met before and I, like with a group of people and they started talking about astrology and and then we were all kind of just like it was just like an in it was just a nice icebreaker to to like a conversation about like what we're like, you know, like what I, I'm like this and I'm like this. Mhm. And so I guess I liked that. Totally. Yeah. I think that it feels like its most prominent function in today's world is exactly that. It's a, it's like an easy, fun way to try to get to know someone without yeah. having to like figure out how to start getting to know someone. Right. It feels like a friendly, familiar thing. Yeah. Do you ever tell people when they bring up astrology that you do an astrology podcast? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Uh, because I can't think of how to say it without... Saying you hate it. Without saying I don't <laughs> like it. Or, 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 or without having to go into like too much co- of a conversation that I just don't want to have at the moment. It comes up sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're getting, we're having wicked fun at Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> my, my morale really dropped in the middle of that sentence. It's okay. I was like, I meant Red Lobster. Have you? <laughs> is there anything that you that I have? made you feel that you don't like about astrology (laughs) Uh, um hmm no i mean the thing about being really into astrology or even just like somewhat into astrology is that you're gonna meet more people that don't like it than do i think i think you'll meet like plenty of people who are willing to talk about it and participate and might know their signs but you'll face more yes please Round two of the cheddar We're biscuits. We're getting more biscuits. Uh, you'll face more adversity than anything, I think, because people love to... I was actually scrolling through the Apple podcast reviews for a different podcast, uh-huh. a different astrology podcast, uh-huh. and someone had gone on there and given that podcast a one star with the review, listen to this podcast because I thought it was a joke. Turns out it's real and astrology sucks. <laughs> 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 and that that person really, I think, sums up the other side of of like the spectrum of do you like astrology, the, the binary of do you like mm-hmm. astrology or not. You know, it doesn't it doesn't bother me when someone doesn't like astrology like you. Like you're willing to talk about it for an hour at a time, but um, I mean that's yeah. going above and beyond most people who don't like astrology. Hi. Hello. That's. All right, we have our ultimate feast, and I am rock hard. Would you say you're more of a hard shell lobster than a soft shell? Oh, hell yeah. I'm excited for the part where I eat the crab legs, but I'm not excited for the part where I look at the crab legs. It's fine. This looks disgusting. Actually, everything on this plate looks foul, but... Yeah, it looks like an alien creature. I guess we don't get... It used to give you bibs. I bet if we we asked, we could get a bib, but who wants Hmm. to ask for a bib? Cocktail sauce? is like superior ketchup. So space. Chris, when I say to you Aries, uh-huh. what do you think of? Uh in terms of astrology. It's definitely not Aquarius. Aquarius is what my wife is. Mhm. Uh, and okay. 
and um, and that's pretty much as far as my knowledge goes. Great, so good. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's got to be one, like a it's a December January. Aries. Yeah. No. Nah, of course not. The astrological season starts with Aries. Okay. And it starts on March 21st. Aha. Okay. It starts with the spring equinox, if that helps you remember. Okay. I've eaten all my lobster, and now I'm gonna eat all my these shrimp because these are my least favorite. <gasps> really? Yeah. Interesting. They suck. They're fried. Yeah. Uh, uh, fried food. Ugh. Yeah. What about Taurus? Hey, now we're talking. Do you remember anything about your own sign, other than that? I don't identify with it. At all. Not really. Stubborn is that something? Stubborn is the word that is most associated with Taurus of all of its keywords. I think that's kind of like the go-to. Okay. Which is unfortunate because obviously it's so surface. Right. It's not untrue, but Tauruses aren't just stubborn. You know, there's like it's more complex than that. I think they're more they're sl- they're slower to acting on things and um, they take their time yeah. and they kind of like respect natural orders and so it takes them a little bit to come around to new ideas and so in that way they're described as stubborn. Do you remember anything about Gemini? I know that my friend Jess is a Gemini and that there's a cursive record. Okay, so here's what we'll do instead. <laughs> I'll review for you yeah, thank what you. we've learned so far. Great. What I would have hoped that you'd learned so far. Great. There are some things happening in this lobster that I've never seen happen in a lobster before. And I've had a lot of lobster. Like this this dark stuff Yeah. underneath here. Okay. I don't know what that is. Never seen that inside one of these guys. Oh, it's good for you. Okay, so Aries, because it's the first sign in the zodiac, and because it starts in spring, which is kind of like an awakening of sorts, like a it's a movement and a momentum in terms of just talking about seasons. Okay. It's when new things spring up and grow. Um, Aries is the, it's like a, the initiator. Is he god of thunder? God of war. Aha. Uh-huh. Still mixing up Aries Pretty with close. Zeus. Yeah, right. that's not a new mistake. All right, yeah. wow. That's happened at least a few times. At least I'm learning. Aries is the initiator, the forerunner, the, it's a creator wants to be kind of out ahead of things uh-huh um they're you know innovative and assertive okay they can be kind of quick to anger because impulsiveness can often come with eagerness okay and then we follow that up with well, jenny has had like four sips of sam adams and has the hiccups oh wow and they're so frequent Okay, so knowing what I just told you about Aries, okay, what can you associate Wait, that for your real muscle memory? Give me the bullet points again. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so he sounds like a bit of a starter. I would say, freaking Zeus is. Chris, Aries is related to the god Aries. <laughs> okay, god of thunder, Aries. <laughs> you know what? He's assertive. He's a starter. He's a seaside sampler. All right. He's got sea, so seafood stuffed mushrooms, parrot isle jumbo coconut shrimp, and signature jumbo shrimp cocktail. All those things are associated with Aries. That's so strange. And that's so true. Okay. 
So now Taurus. Okay. Um, Taurus is, of course, very stubborn. They're sweet. They're earthy. They're, they're sweet, gentle. They're earthy? Mm-hmm. They're gentle, and they um, they have an appreciation for the natural order of things, both in terms of the natural world and also in terms of just, you know, social structures. And um, that's not to say that they're behind the times or anything. That's just to say that they, they're comforted by the way in which things work. Yes, and of course, because of that, they are the dragon shrimp. They're crispy shrimp drizzled with a spicy soy ginger sauce with fresh broccoli served over rice topped with green onions why'd you pick that one uh because it it's drizzled with sp- spicy soy ginger sauce and that kind that kind of sounds kind of sweet don't you think <laughs> true and we have gemini and gemini is the ultimate communicator everything that they want to do involves speaking writing relating relaying general discussion they want to interact right and it, it it stems from curiosity with also a deep desire to just connect with people around them well i gotta tell you then for an ultimate communicator we got an ultimate feast <laughs> we have tender mane lobster tail wild caught north american snow crab legs our signature handcrafted garlic shrimp scampi and Walt's favorite shrimp served with rice and a choice of side. Okay, so with Gemini, there's natural curiosity. I'm a Gemini and I'm very curious about uh-huh. who the fuck Walt is. Who is Walt? Yeah, it could either be Walt uh, Disney or Walt the guy who made Walmart. Or Walt from Lost. Or Walt from Lost, the, the son. Then we have Cancer. Oh boy. And if you've noticed, I'm sure you haven't, I'll tell you. Uh-huh. That all of the signs in in order of the zodiac. Okay. Starting with Aries and ending with Pisces. Okay. Uh, there's an elemental pattern. It starts with fire, okay. which is the most assertive element. So it's naturally it would be the first element in the order. I see. Taurus is an earth sign. Gemini is an air sign, and Cancer is a water sign. At which point they start over again with fire at Leo. Oh. And go through systematically in order like that. The thing about astrology is it's it's rife with patterns, which is true with the natural world as well, and with the human psyche. Right. Okay, cool. So, Cancer it's is... It's very watery. Yes. It's uh, associated with the mother, with the moon, with family, uh, with connection with uh, people in its, in its inner circle, people that are close to it. It's giving, very domestic. It's loving, it's giving, it's lobster bisque. <laughs> It's available in a cup for seven seventy nine or a bowl for eight ninety nine. It's very motherly. It's you know homemade lobster bisque. We've all had it. You know a nice big soup at home. You know when you're sick, got a cold. Your mom brings in a nice big tub of the lobster bisque. That's true. Intense mothering can be an expression of cancer. I'm proud of you. That was a good one. I knew it. I nailed it. Leo. Okay. Is a fire sign, so we're starting over with the elemental pattern there again. Leo is self-centric, which I think uh, the meme world tends to make it a negative, but it can be a positive as well. It's self-centric in that they're in tune with themselves, they're in touch with their desires and their wants, and ways that they can express that. Mm-hmm. And it can take on extreme forms through create through creative expressions such as acting and making music and 
any any central position but um ultimately you know you can be a very subtle person and be a leo it comes with just a strong sense of purpose or confidence or at least a desire to find those within yourself that is your journey it's strong it's confident it's the admiral's feast Walt's favorite shrimp, bay scallops, clam strips, and wild-caught whitefish, all fried to a golden brown. Fried, fire, served with choice of side. I love that about Leo. Me too. I've always said that too. <laughs> Chris, will you teach me how to eat one of these crab legs? I don't do that good of a job either. I, I break them in the hat out. Oop, I fucked up already. I think I just got a little bit of crab spray into my Oktoberfest. Yeah. Um, what comes after Leo, you might be asking? Uh-huh. Virgo. I knew it. Virgo is an earth sign. They're also, like Taurus, concerned with the natural order of things, but they also like to, they're very hands-on with the natural order of things. They want to create systems of organization. Of Organization is comforting for a Virgo. Right. They're meticulous and detail-oriented. They want to be able to actually interpret and understand something that's being presented to them. They don't gloss over things. They don't tune you out. They're they're engaged. Uh-huh. They can also be pretty critical, though. Uh-oh. Uh, but it's ultimately because they're critical of themselves. Oh, my they God. They hold themselves to a high standard and okay. kind of project it out onto others, only in its negative form. In its positive form, it's nurturing and caring for others. Ultimately, everything it does is to serve others. It's nurturing. It's caring for others. Uh, ultimately, everything it does is to serve others. It's coleslaw. <laughs> And why coleslaw? Virgo is coleslaw. It's a 150 calories. It's a classic side. It comes with almost any meal. It exists to serve others. It's a virgin. People coleslaw. pass over it a lot. It's coleslaw. So you're it's Virgo. Like in the food world, it would be a virgin. Yes. Okay. Oh, I wow. ate all my crab. Or no, this I have a seafood bit more. is. Alright, settle down. It's a red lobster. This crab Miss, leg this is, a is so <laughs> this crab leg is so dry, it's All brutal. Right. Don't be rude. It's like sawdust, but but like fish food. <laughs> so far the cheddar biscuits have been the best part. They're great. Alright, Libra. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Libra is an, another air sign. Okay. They like to communicate like Gemini does, but in a more subtle way. They love to relate. They're there for the experience, less so than the Gemini who's there for information and exchange. Okay. Libras are for the beauty of the experience and for the sharing of, of, of love, ultimately. It's ruled by Venus, which is a planet of love and, yeah. and beauty. Libras accommodating, and they want others to feel comfortable at all times. The, the real like fatal flaw of Libra is that they can be too accommodating and forget their own needs in the process, or they can otherwise panic when they're not sure how to assert their own needs, and they just kind of flee and ghost. They're accommodating, they're nice, they want everybody to feel good, and it's very communal. It's a lobsterita. They're a lobsterita. It's an extra large take on the classic, served frozen. And they can, and, and Libras can be traditional, they can also be very strawberry or raspberry. Thank you so much. Everything's mm-hmm. so good. This lady's probably like, God, another fucking group of white people with a podcast recording at the Red Lobster. I've seen a couple people looking over at us and then talking to each other and then pointing and laughing, like, repeatedly. Yeah. But I'm like, they're right. <laughs> no, they're right. <gasps> she took my... 
Oh. What'd she take? My little nappy. <laughs> my little nappy. I have one right there if you want it, but you have to promise to get me another one. Jen. I want you to stay. All right. Adele? I made my last record with Adele. Adele Computer. Adele produced Born Hot? Yeah. Yeah, but who exactly? Uh, Adele, Adele Computer. I'm just down to shrimp now, and shrimp honestly sucks. Shrimp sucks. I'm gonna eat all of them. Yeah. But, oh god, the shrimp are swimming in friggin' goo. I'm really <laughs> slowing down here. We haven't even done advice yet. Scorpio. Scorpio we're shrimp. Scorp we're in Scorpio season right now, as it's still Halloween season, although that has now come to pass. Scorpio is a very dark, brooding moody sign they're interested in creating new beginnings through destructions through the destruction of things in their life that they no longer find serve a purpose um, they find beauty in the destruction of things so that they can find beauty in the new beginnings um, this can make them seem kind of aggressive and they get a bad rap for really just kind of like being duplicitous and rude and abrasive but ultimately as a water sign they're on the same journey as cancer and pisces which is finding oneness with other people for as much destruction as they cause socially and romantically it's because they're trying to find the ultimate place to express the love that they have go they're aggressive they're rude they're duplicitous it's the seaside shrimp trio it's a generous sampling <laughs> of our Walt's favorite shrimp, handcrafted garlic shrimp scampi and creamy shrimp linguine alfredo, served with a choice of a side. 2149, 1100 calories. What's next? Who else? Sagittarius. Sag. Oh my gosh, you are learning. Sag. Oh yeah. Sag after. <laughs> All right, I'm going to like wash down this gross food with another cheddar biscuit. <laughs> Hell yeah. This crustacean was some crusty ass shit. Oh, he's just so good. Sagittarius is a fire sign. Okay. They are known for being incredibly joyous okay. and giving and exciting, adventurous. They're seeking more out of life perpetually. Not okay. out of curiosity, but out of a deep desire to experience the things that the world has to offer. Mm -hmm. They also, though, can be kind of, with all the energy that they have, the, the, the dark side of that energy and that amount of it that exists, they can be quick to anger. And All of these are aggressive in some way. So Scorpio is ruled by, one of its two rulers is Mars, which is associated with the god Ares and also rules the sign Ares. Uh -huh. And that's an aggressive energy because he's the god of war. And Zeus? And then Sagittarius is a fire sign, which is... Mars is a very fiery planet and has fiery energy. So anyway, aggression ties all of these. All the signs that I've said are aggressive, have something in common. Mm. So sad. Sad. Yeah, very positive and full of life. But uh, with any, I think that's some kind of natural law, right? In in science, or some kind of physics that. What comes up must come down. Basically, Aha. sort of. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now Chris has hiccups. <sighs> All right. I want to take some of these fucking cheddar Sagittarius is aggressive. It's ruthless. It's a fire sign. <laughs> it's a wood grilled shrimp skewer. Skewer. But it's also very nice. And it'll only stick you if it needs to. It has with rice and fresh broccoli. It's 899, 280 calories. This sign is ruled by Jupiter, which is... Jupiter is basically the Roman god version Thunder. of the Greek god Zeus. Aha! Finally, yes, the Zeus. God of thunder. And I don't Zeus creeps his bearded head through the clouds. 
coming down, striking his lightning on Ares and Athena and Opa. <laughs> uh, Zeus was like such a benefic god, but also was as if he like lived and died. Um, but he he also was like a player. Hell yeah, that's my boy Zeus. The music cut out when I said that, as if Hera was listening to me. <laughs> you think people name their kids Zeus still? I'll do it. Do people do that? I feel like a lot of people wouldn't do that because the gods, like one of the rules of the gods was that you couldn't equate yourself to them or else they would kill you. So if you named your kids Zeus, I feel like they would like what? eat it. So they like, eat it in a soup or something. The gods did that a lot. <laughs> they would eat your kid in a soup? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Music went out for that one, too. <laughs> That's actually what happened to John Bonnet Ramsey. Hey, come on. <laughs> Your ass is canceled. Okay. <laughs> it's not my fault she got murdered. I don't know. I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this so taboo for everyone? <laughs> Just a child murder? Why People is child murder so taboo? <laughs> People get Lighten up, every everybody. <laughs> Zeus was a player. He was a player, but he also was kind of a dick. He, like, cheated on his wife all the time, and whenever someone pissed him off, he would, like, kill them. So I feel like Sagittarius and Zeus are similar in a metaphorical sense, of mm -hmm. course. All right, uh, Capricorn. Hey, that's me. That's how I identify. Okay, cool. Yes, And what else can we say about a Capricorn? Strong muscles. Doesn't even really need to work out. You know that you're not a Capricorn. Yeah, but I feel like one. His I identify as a Capricorn. He can definitely claim some Capricornian energy. Thank you. As uh, the moon is what he feels inside. And the rising is not only the suit that we zip up when we go out, but it's also our, it's the better, the higher self that we're constantly achieving to be like. That's we put right. on that suit because that's who we want to that's be. That's right. So we spend our life trying to get there and that's actually right. be it. We try to make the suit Thank part you. of us. That's right. And the things that you didn't say that I could tell you were about to, but I'm going to cut you okay, off. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, remind me. <laughs> Or I'm testing you now. Go ahead. <laughs> Capricorn uh, Capricorn is another Earth sign. It's a third Earth sign out of three. And so it it respects the natural order like Taurus. Yep. It works within the greater structures that Virgo creates. And it then tries to fuse those two things together to expand into a more industrious way of being. They want to create more. They want to be appreciated for creating that more. They want to be successful, and they want to be treated like they're... This is me. They want to be respected, and they want to feel special for That's it. That's how I feel. And speaking of fusing two things together, Capricorn is the rock, lobster, and steak, the surf and turf. Wild-caught Caribbean rock lobster tail paired with your choice of steak, served with mashed potatoes and choice of side. It's interesting that you didn't pick what you just ate as the Capricorn. One. I already, I already gave that to you. Yeah, but you didn't reserve it. Oh, you gave it to me. How giving of you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. That means a lot. That's right. We could have just been in a Red Lobster commercial right there. Red Lobster, when you're here, you're on a podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, so next. I'm melting. <laughs> I'm so full, and I feel like shit. <laughs> Uh, two more. <laughs> two more. Aquarius. Aquarius, my wife, my beautiful wife. And mother. Have I mentioned my wife? And mother. So Aquarius is the third of the air signs. Um, and it's interesting because air is known for communication, which Aquarius does do, but it does it 
in a much different way from Gemini or Libra because Gemini and Libra are trying to communicate in a gentle way that welcomes others whereas uh, the point of communication to an Aquarian is to bring their own new ideas or to work within other new upcoming ideas and innovative ideas, creative, very out-of-the-box creative ideas. Mm -hmm. They're really what moves people forward into the future, which is why Uranus is one of its two rulers, which is a planet that brings about change, newness, and revolution. So basically all that to say, Aquarius can come off as very strange or rude sometimes because they're just frustrated trying to (laughs) they can be just kind of like bristly or quiet or standoffish because they're feeling misunderstood or like their ideas aren't being conveyed properly but uh, but they the beautiful thing about Aquarius is they do still try to communicate those ideas even through being misunderstood or viewed as an outsider because it's important to them to bring those ideas to help people Aquarius really cares about other people that's the number one thing that can be said about them they care about people. They help people. They love people. They, they care can about be, the world. They it's, care about the world. And it's they, not on like a personal basis. It's on a very large basis. Like Aquarians care about humanity and uh, injustice. They care about humanity and justice. It's a tomato mozzarella caprese. It can be enjoyed as a side salad or, <laughs> or it's a whole friggin' thing. It's delicious. I love it. And that is a good that is a good choice I made. Okay, Pisces. Pisces. Oh, don't get me started. Well, I'm sure you have something to say about Pisces. Go ahead. Well, Pisces is the final of the water signs. Of course. Much like Aquarius. Yep. Cares about humanity, humanity. On, a, on a broader. Yep. Took the words out of my mouth. In a in a broader in a way. Broader way. Pisces, much like the other water signs, who cares about connection and unity and Uni- bonding, no. emotions yep. and love. Yep. Pisces cares about all of those things, also on a larger scale. On a huge scale, really. It, they're all about universal compassion, and um, they're very sensitive. Ugh. And because of all of these things that they hold inside of themselves, yep. emotions, care, and compassion for others, they can close up inside themselves. And um, because the, they've kind of given so much of themselves to the world outside that there's, they might subconsciously feel that there's not enough left for them inside they retreat they're quiet they're very introspective and mysterious and they tend to kind of have a hard time getting their shit together because they've just got so much emotionally going on they've got a lot going on they're introverted they care about the world it's a summer power bowl served with quinoa rice edamame seasonal berries sliced almonds and a lemon olive oil vinaigrette that sounds right yep uh some of them are grilled shrimp some of them are chicken some of them are crispy shrimp and some of them, of course, grilled fresh salmon. We did it. We went through all 12 of the signs, and I can only hope, I can only hope that eventually something will accidentally stick in your mind. But for now, we're going to skip the planets because we got to do some advice questions. Okay. Question number one. Question number one, unnamed, and it's freaking Walt from Walt's Favorite Shrimp. Scorpio sun, cancer moon, cancer rising. About to turn 20 years old, never been kissed. Total lame apparently. I don't think I'm ugly or annoying. I'm a lesbian. Chris Farron fan. Tinder is pretty dry <laughs> in my area, and there's not much of a community at my school, so it's hard to meet women. Please come up with your f- craziest schemes on how to get my first kiss, and then give me actual advice because this is getting embarrassing. I will thank you when the day finally comes. 
All right. Okay. So I feel like you're going to have the more creative ideas about how to get a first kiss. So I'm going to take the, f the reins on the first part of answering this question, which is to say that you're not a lame just because you've never been kissed. People move at their own speeds. People have their own comforts. You have a desire in you to be kissed and to do kissing, which is a great sign for you to have a, a goal there and to feel good about these things. You love love. And you we love love. love on this podcast. And now we love you. Don't you're not you're not a lamo and no. and Tinder sucks. So you don't want to have your first kiss from someone on Tinder because then you'll have to tell that to your grandchildren and it'll suck. You have to tell your grandchildren that. Well, you'll have to tell your children. And your you children have to tell your children. Your your children would think you were more of a loser if your first kiss was on Tinder than if you didn't have your first kiss till you were. Set up a kissing booth outside of the mall. Go to a Red Lobster. Record a podcast, see who keeps looking at you, then catch their gaze and hold kissed, it. Just we, hold it. And I've kissed six different people since I got into the Red Lobster. Because I go over to the table and I say, "Are you? Is there something you want?" And they say, "I just want a little kiss." And I go, eh? And I give them a little kiss. Anyway, set up your kissing booth outside. How of, many of those were shrimp? They smelled like shrimp. That's for sure. Every, everything smells like shrimp in this place. <laughs> Don't get me started. Set up the kissing booth outside of the mall. You charge, put a sign up, $500 for a kiss. People go, $500 for a kiss? This must be a pretty good kiss. And you'll totally financially dom them, which is a thing. And then you have a new job, too. And look at that bug flying around. <laughs> There's a Isn't that fly exciting? over our cheddar biscuits. Fuck, <laughs> oh, this is so sad. That fly's rubbing its little hands together. With all this money, Everybody's gonna be wanting to kiss you. You'll have gotten all of these kisses and all of this money, and then you'll be so friggin' rich that somebody will start using you for their for your money, and they'll be kissing you up and down. Also, I'm gonna say something. Okay. And I really believe it. I think. Okay, and I believe everything I said too. <laughs> I think I was prefacing it like that because what I'm gonna say is gonna sound cliche, but I think that it's it's real is that when you want something bad enough, if you really want something in this world, it will come to you naturally if it's coming from like a genuine place of like desire and bettering yourself. And if you kind of just like, if you try too hard, it's not gonna happen is what I'm getting at. I think that if you just like are sending out, I wanna get kissed vibes, it's just gonna come to you, it's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, like some of these people at this restaurant. You thank too, you. thank you. The best part of Red Lobster is the staff. They're great. Everyone that has encountered us this evening has been so sweet. Yeah, everybody's everybody at Red Lobster rocks. Yeah. Question number two from Jeremy, who's a Gemini sun, Virgo rising, Virgo moon. All, so Vir Gemini and Virgo are both ruled by Mercury, so we're looking at a very mercurial person here. Jeremy says, I recently got a puppy, and I was wondering if astrology applies to dogs. Do they follow the same natal chart system as humans, or do we have to convert things to dog ears or something? No, it does not. Damn, well, fuck some, you, dogs. <laughs> some people do, but uh, the thing about astrology is that it's it's Earth-centric, meaning that it doesn't exist outside of our solar system, obviously. For you know, When we look at a natal chart, it's from the perspective of Earth. Everything is always Earth's as geocentric, and it's also human-centric. Dogs are not going to experience the same kind of events and layered personalities as a human being, at least to our knowledge. But we don't know enough about the psychology of dogs to have Zodiac intersect with them. So, so no. But also, I know people who are like, oh, shit. Is this me? Thank you. 
Thank you. So you're telling me that the motherfuckers that have been staring into my eyes, laughing as I've been podcasting, had the gall to have someone sing happy birthday to them. Okay. Anyway, I'm staring at them now. I've gotten my revenge now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who's a loser now? (laughs) So... I know people who are really into astrology who have had who like will do their dog's chart and like analyze it. It's not really my thing. I think that's kind of silly. Dogs are just like down to hang, and that's pretty much all you need to know about dogs. But it is it is fun. They don't go to heaven when they die. <gasps> what do you mean? They don't have souls. Only humans have souls. Only humans go to heaven. That's right. I'm sorry. It's true. The priest told me. <laughs> okay, this next one is from unnamed, <laughs> which of course is the great. Bruno Mars, Sag Sun, Leo Rising, Sag Moon, Sag, after. Hi, Jen and Chris. <laughs> so does this mean they got my name wrong, or does this mean they're only talking to Jenny and not me? I recently had a breakup, which I can't really get over. We were very compatible, and I felt that even before ge- and I felt that even before getting into astrology, she is a Cancer Sun Libra rising and Sagittarius Moon. She was also my longest relationship, so it has been especially difficult for that reason. No, we're probably good for the check. Yeah, thank you. And then they end the question with, what are your tips for getting over a bad breakup? I feel like we've ha- we've said this before, and it it feels like the most, the dumbest advice. Time, baby. Time. And I, I've, the vibe I'm getting about you saying that you felt you were compatible even before astrology and the implications there is that you both have a Sagittarius moon in... Um, we, when we were looking at relationship synastry, we call it, call it synastry, when we're looking at two people's ast- astrological charts. In synastry, looking at moon signs is it's the, always the first thing that I look at. There are other things we'll look at for relationships, but moon is like a big one. And having the same moon as someone is typically, you know, depending on some factors, but typically it's a really good thing because you're emotionally on the same level. Uh, but there is also, you know, more to life and love than than having a similar than having a similar emotional vibe so well the sound of that wet nap on your five o'clock shadow yeah baby <laughs> lost my train of thought there for a sec born hot asmr this is some real red lobster asmr <laughs> uh yeah time basically there's you know even if you you're compatible with someone or you're emotionally leveling with them that's not everything there's a lot more to lasting relationship than just emotions and um like a a vibey connection there's a lot of real life you know solid shit that has to be uh shared between the both of you and if that's not there then it's not there and if you've broken up then the thing about breakups is there are reasons for them you know people don't break up for no reason and if you broke up it's a huge bummer and i feel your pain but in enough time you're gonna find a new expression of love that will help you move beyond your feelings of grief. Yes. And immerse yourself in your work. Write a screenplay. Huh? Wouldn't that be f- so fun? Also... Something about cars. Write Cars 2. Write the great sequel to the first Cars movie. 
Aren't there like four Cars movies? Well, I don't know. There could be if freaking Bruno Mars gets on it. Also, just one last thing. Remember something like that made you feel really terrible in the past having nothing to do with this person. Just something in your past that made you feel terrible like you'd never move on from it. And look at yourself now and how you've moved on from it. That's basically just life. Yeah, baby. So eventually you will move on from this and it'll still be important and meaningful to you. But it will come to pass in the... and you'll be happy for what it meant to you here and now and what it'll mean to you in your future. Okay, cool. Well, everybody, we need to get the hell out of Red Lobster. They want us to leave. I'm greasy. Everyone in here is... The employees seem like they want to go home. Yep. Um, the birthday people are still here catching glances. It's yep. time to go. It's time to move on. I got to go home and take a bath. Mm-hmm. Rate and review us. You please. I would say don't use this episode as the basis for which you rate and review us, but... Five stars. Yeah. If you wanted to give us five stars for this episode, Uh, sure. I'm going to the UK, and all my friends across the pond, I'll see you there. I'm also doing a full US tour. I'll see you there. Oh my gosh, that's right. Chris announced a UK tour last week. That's right. He's playing... What's it called? Guitar. Oh, I'm playing at the Cock and Balls in friggin' Liverpool or something. I'm playing at the the, the Twisted Pint Hole in Birmingham. I'm playing at the Squattily Pig and Gooseneck. I'm playing all the places, baby, and I'll see you there. It really, the bit makes you wonder what the fuck is going on in England. Why is it like that? <laughs> you guys gotta get your names together. The whole freaking place sounds like someone was just kidding about what to name shit oh my god (laughs) and then they were like that's a good one let's do it (laughs) all right you can follow us on instagram and twitter and something about following us on instagram and twitter i'd like to say this week beyond that it's at at astro blasting is i'm gonna start ramping up our content i'm gonna start doing astrology memes more often and i'm also gonna start doing like little videos where i I talk about specific stuff go ahead and at Astrofax, and just like that, producer Jenny steps in. This is why we pay her the big bucks. This is why we treat her to Red Lobster. <laughs> Astro, we're gonna be doing some Astrofax, and uh, and uh, I'm gonna also like show you the books that I'm reading and just little tidbits here and there. Basically, there'll be a reason to following us on social media. So there's that, and uh, our Scorpio playlist is still up for another week or two on Spotify and Apple Music or on our website under Astro Jams. And pray for me. For that tour? Or just in general? Just in general. Pray for Chris. (laughs) Hashtag pray for Chris. Hashtag pray for Chris. (laughs) Speaking of Chris's buttery lips and five o'clock shadow, I'm H for the D. That's his stars in back. 